today, ensemble. Make your way to the platform. Amen. Continue to worship the Lord. We get some lights on. We'd be very much appreciative. Thank you. Good to see you today. Amen. Let's continue to pray for Sister Sandra Silva's speedy recovery on her surgery. Sister Phillips, speedy recovery from her surgery. Also, we have several people fighting sickness today that are not with us. Those that I know of is Sister Brenda Brown, Sister Alicia. Also, my brother's son, five-month-old Easy, has COVID, so we need to pray for that situation as well. COVID is still with us, but so is God. Amen. Amen. It's very sad to hear the news of Kim passing just a few days ago. Amen. That's so sad, but we're just going to believe and trust God. That's all we can do. That's all we can do in a situation like that. And so I'm glad for those of you that are here, amen, taking our church attendance very seriously. Amen. Because it is something that we should take seriously. Amen. Really and truly, I can't stress that enough. In the days ahead, mm-hmm. coming to the house of God is going to be paramount. Mm-hmm. Amen. Because in the house of God, just a few moments ago, we felt the presence of God descending upon us. I need yes. that. Yes. And if you're honest, you need that. Yes, I do. And then being with other folks that are like-minded that have needs that only God can meet. Together, we can see that happen. Together, we can make it. Mm -hmm. But absent, we're not going to make it. And I know that I'm telling those that are here, but I want to encourage you to stay here. Mm -hmm. Because it's important, as the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, do not forsake The gathering together as the manner of some is, but so much more as you see the day approaching. And let me tell you something. If you don't see the day approaching, your eyes are closed and you need to open your eyes. For the day of the Lord is at hand. I wish I could stand here and tell you that things will get better, but that would be a lie. As we heard at General Conference, if the footmen weary me, how can I contend with the horses? In other words, if these trials easily beset me, what will I do when the horses and the heavy-duty things descend upon my life? Oh, God, help us all. I'm not trying to discourage you, but trying to admonish you to contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. I believe the Apostle Jude wrote that. And it's ever so true today. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. People are going here. People are going there. People are up. People are down. People are losing all kind of stability. Stand, Stand. Amen. upon the rock. Amen. He has not changed. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 
Let's sing to the Lord and worship the Lord. So good to see you today. You need prayer, you come. I think the same. 
another one. I am free. Let's continue to sing. Good to see all of you today. Amen. Worship the King of Kings.
share something with you briefly. I know the email that I received sometime either yesterday or this morning. I read it this morning while I was in prayer, and it was sent from someone I know they meant well. They meant well. What they were trying to do was to get me to look at some website that they're trying to bring some truth to. And as I was reading the email, the statement was made that the book of Revelation is the only book that God gave us himself. I stopped reading and deleted the email. You can't help someone if you're in trouble yourself. The Bible says all Scripture was given by inspiration of God. The Word of God is the Word of God. What this sincere person failed to understand was that even the pen the Apostle John was used to write it, but God is the author and finisher of our faith. From Genesis to Revelation 39, Books of the old, 27 of the new, total 66 books. Is God breathed, God inspired, and God given? Amen. Beware, lest someone lead you to a place that you will be lost. The Word of God is true, and every man is a liar. Let's worship Him in song. There's honey in the rock, water in the stone, manna on the ground, no matter where I go. New song. I don't need to worry now that I
the Spirit is bounty in the wilderness. You will always satisfy. Money in the rock, water in the stone.
God. Honey in the rock. Amen. We just got to taste it, don't we? Amen. If you're able, you can return to your seats this morning. So good to see you. Amen. I'm going to make some announcements. I have quite a few of them. So please, please bear with me. These announcements are important. Now, tonight's service is back to school bash. We're going to have some of our young folks doing some things. He may not realize it yet, but Brother Jacob is going to be preaching tonight. And if he just now found out, he's got plenty of time. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Kind of reminds me of the time I got off the airplane, my wife and I, on the island of Palau, when the preacher met us. We were in our traveling clothes. said, come on, we're having church. You're preaching. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, let's go. Amen. Amen. Of course, I was much younger then. Not as young as Brother Jacob, but I was much younger then. Now, evidently, I made a mistake in the raffle. I started too high. And so I'm going to bless you today. I was the only one that bought the tickets at $10, my family and I, and I'm still only going to take five tickets, even though I'm reducing the cost to $1 a ticket. So you see, I'm giving up 45 tickets so that you can participate in the bicycle drawing. You say, well, I don't have any children. Do it for someone else. Do it for someone else. Sister Sandra Simmons has a whole row of tickets. I would like to see them exhausted. Oh, ye of little faith. Amen. A dollar a ticket, not to be exchanged in here, but in the foyer, please. Okay, so wait for her there. If she's able after church, depending on how the Lord moves upon her, get with her out there. Just a dollar a ticket. Buy yourself a thousand. I'm glad some of you laughed because that was just trying to break the ice. Workdays at the Academy will begin Tuesday. We're meeting for staff orientation Monday, but workdays will be Tuesday, August the 9th through Friday the 12th from 10 to 2. School starts August the 16th, Tuesday. Praise the Lord. Now, there is something exciting coming up Saturday the 13th from Two to four in our academy building, Sister Rodriguez, bless her heart, she's really working in the community trying to help people, even our church. We appreciate what she's doing. She needs help. What it is is this. It's from the community and schools. It is about basically cooking or preparing healthy meals. Now, it is going to be in our academy. There's going to be healthy eating promotions. There's going to be learning how to grow your own food. There will be chef, a chef prepared meals, and there will be food to give away. Free school supplies for the children that are there. And for some of you, free smoothies. But she needs volunteers. She needs volunteers. And so... She wants to try to set up after service today. Yes, you need some. All right.
Well, I agree with you. Hopefully somebody here is listening to you. So she needs some help. All right? So we need to set it up. We need a total of six tables. And we need chairs. And what we're going to do is face them with the speakers under the basketball goal, the chairs in front of them, and four tables in the back for the groceries. I think that's how we talked about it. Amen. Now, Monday the food is coming. Monday the food is coming. However, she's going to need some help Friday the 12th of August at 530 here. All right, so please get with her if you would like to volunteer. Amen. So a lot of us go to lunch right after church. Can you delay eating for 15 minutes? If there's enough of us, it won't take but 15 minutes to set up six chairs and the tables we have. All right? Especially some of you younger men and teenage boys, this will be a way that you can help and get some exercise. That went over real well. Amen. Praise the Lord. I like to read this. It says, go get it, culinary classes. And so this is really something very nice for everyone. Our community is going to invited they're excited going to have some close school some of their staff going to be here so this is a big deal church and so we need to pitch in and help okay amen i want to see if there's any other announcements that i need to make any other announcements that i may have forgotten brother brown you have a announcement Hey, all right. Praise the Lord. Good to see them today. Amen. The rest of you, we're glad that you're here as well. Any other announcements? Right after church, whenever that is, whenever the Lord is through, we're going to double time for you military people. For you non-military people, that means on the double walk fast, get over there. We're going to open it up, and we're going to get to work. Okay? Okay? If you're afraid of saying amen, at least nod your head. All right. Praise God. Amen. We're going to receive Sunday morning tithes and half-shekel offering. You have a gift. You're welcome to bring it now. If you're not able to come physically, raise your hand and Brother Luis will come back to you.
All right, let me catch my sound before I get right into the Word of the Lord. Seems like that it is well enough, so let's get right into the Word of the Lord. I'm going to be reading over in the book of Judges, chapter number 20, verse number 22. Sister Janice recently had some surgery, too, and it went very well, and I'm very appreciative of the Lord for that. Amen. Judges 20, verse 22 says this, And the people, the men of Israel, encouraged themselves and set their battle again in array in the place where they put themselves in array the first day. You may be seated. I'm going to be very vulnerable in front of you today because I want to try to help you. If you can master what I am about to show you, your life will improve abundantly inside. I didn't say outside. You will be more content. You'll be full of joy and peace. If you can master what I'm about to show you. To be honest with you, I have not yet mastered it. I am working on it. And the Lord has really dealt with me about it. And before we get to it, I am going to be using several examples in Scripture that I'm sure some of you can identify with your own lives. And then I'm going to be using my life when I say that, my family and myself, and maybe some of you can identify with your life and the situations that you're in. Let me give you some background here. There was a Levite that had a concubine. And this concubine left him for four months and went to Gibeah, and there did some things she ought not have done. And the Levite finally said, okay, I am going to go and get her and bring her home. And so he did. And when he got there, he needed a place to stay. And this man saw him and realized he was a Levite and invited him to stay in his house. He was only going to stay for a day or so and leave, but this man talked him to staying for about six days. And during that time, the men of the city who were of the tribe of Benjamin wanted to bring out the Levite and do some, uh, some things to him. Hopefully the adults can understand what I'm talking about in a type of relationship with the Levite. Well, the man would not hear of it because he was a Levite and said, Here is my daughter who has never known a man. Take her. Well, in the morning, he opened the door, the Levite did, and there was his concubine laying on the porch dead. He picked her up, 
took her back to his house. For those of you that have never read this story, this is going to sound very bizarre to you. And cut her into pieces. And he took each one of the pieces and mailed to the other 11 tribes in Israel and told them of the abomination that had happened to the concubine, and they were some kind of upset. Now, can you imagine the kind of day this Levite was having? Having loved this concubine, this concubine running off, for four months, he said, okay, I miss you. It's time to come home. And then all this happened. And then had to cut her up. Wow, wow, wow. I'm talking to you about this subject this day. We've all had a this day. But when I'm through, I hope you take this day and look at it differently. Well, the 11 tribes of Israel came together, and they went down to Gibeah, and they said, okay, give us the men that had done this terrible act. But they wouldn't do it. Have you ever been in a place where those that have done some terrible things, maybe to a family member or even to yourself, God, Please defend me. And nothing happens. And so they got themselves together and they wanted to know, God, what are we going to do? Who's going to go fight the tribe of Benjamin? We're talking about a section of the church. They were all God's people. They were brothers. And so the Lord said, send Judah. So the tribe of Judah got together and they went out and they put themselves in array and they came against the tribe of Benjamin. And guess what? They lost. They lost bad. Thousands of them died that day. So they went back. Oh, God, you told us to go. Lord, we were just doing what we thought was right. And we have been beaten miserably this day. You ever gotten beaten doing what's right? And so they got together. They've been to inquire of the Lord, and the Lord says, Go out again. Do what was right again. Wait a minute, God. I just did what was right, and I got beat. Not just beat, embarrassed. So now they all went out. All 11 tribes went out, and they put the battle in array, and guess what happened? They got beat again. A thousand more died on the spot. So now they were really beside themselves. They were doing everything they knew to do. 
They were doing something that was right. They were trying to defend the word of God and what these men did in Gibeah. They shouldn't have done it. It was an abomination, and they were trying to be an instrument, and the Lord already said, go do it. So now they got together, and they spent the day weeping, fasting, and they came before the Lord with burnt offerings. And Then they got a hold of the priest. What do we do? And so the priest inquired of the Lord, and the Lord said, go out again, and I will deliver them unto thy hands. So they went, and this time they were victorious, and all but 600 of the tribe of Benjamin was killed. Not really something to rejoice about, is it, this day? So the Lord defends you. Who's got to die in the process? Can I give you another real life story of others that have been going through a hard time? David, a man after God's own heart, was run out of town by King Saul. Ran for his life. He even pretended to be a lunatic. So the Philistines would take him in. Let spittle run down his beard. And so they were fixing to do battle against the Israelites. And David went over to the Philistines' camp. And he was ready to go fight. Man, that would be a terrible day. Saul kills 1,000, David kills 10,000. What would happen? But the Philistine Lord said, we're not letting this man go because we know the song. He might have a change of heart in battle and run over there and get with King Saul and fight against us. And so you know what happened? David got his feelings hurt. You ever had your feelings hurt? This day... David didn't do anything wrong. He was ready to maintain his integrity and fight for the one that gave him refuge, and they wouldn't let him. So now he gathers his motley crew. People of all types of backgrounds. And he goes back to Ziglag. He's sad. I can just picture him. They wouldn't let me fight today. So he's on his way back home to Ziglag, and in the horizon, he sees smoke. That's too big for a barbecue. They get closer, and they realize the city's been set on fire. You're talking about this day, aren't you? You're talking about having a bad day. Here's a man after God's own heart that comes back after trying to do the right thing. He comes back. And guess what? His whole city is on fire. But that's not the worst of it, honey. When he got in the camp, every woman and every child and all they had was taken. They had nothing left. The men and David wept sore so they couldn't cry anymore. And they were ready to stone David. And the Bible said of these two Circumstance, 
in Judges, the tribe of Israel, after being beat once and being beat twice. And David, after the men rose up against him and blamed him for their troubles. Oh, I can identify with that. <laughs> well, I'm not ready to be too vulnerable yet. <laughs> you know what they did? The Bible says they encouraged themselves. God didn't encourage them. Another man didn't encourage them. Another preacher didn't come to encourage them. The Bible says they encouraged themselves. Sometimes when you're down, you want your pastor to encourage you. You're looking for the wrong person to do it. There is nobody that can truly encourage you but you. You've got to realize that life happens. And no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what you've lost, no matter who's come against you, no matter what your day is like, you've got to encourage yourself. Because when the sun goes down, it's just you. David called and said, bring me the ephod. Remember now, he was encouraging himself. So he said, okay, all right, if I'm going to be stoned, I'm going to be stone praising God. If I'm going down, I'm going down loving God. If I'm going down, oh, he began to seek the Lord. He began to say, God, every man's against me. Every soldier that I have is against me. It's just me, God. Do I go up? Shall I overtake them? Just a second. Mm -hmm. So many times we think, I think, I'm preaching to me today. You don't know how hard this message really is for me. We think we got to have several with us to make us. That's a lie. All I really need to make it is God and me. We're a majority. Now, don't get me wrong. I want you. I've got to have you. But if you weren't here, it'd still be me and God. Do you understand that? I've been in a place where I had a man tell me nobody's coming back to church. I was much younger then. I think I had mastered what I'm about to show you a little better than what I have now. And I told him, so be it. You're not in the position that you were. And if it's just me and my wife and daughter, we're going to have church. Guess what? Come Sunday morning, we weren't alone. There was a few that showed up and were still having church. In other words, my help comes from God. I cannot depend on you, and you cannot depend on me. You cannot count on me, and I cannot count on you. I've got to count on God. So here he was by himself, men gathering stones. He's worshiping and inquiring of the Lord. And the Lord says, Pursue. No way. Yes, he did. Lord, it's just me. It's just by myself here. Pursue. He says, get up mm -hmm. and go after them. For thou shalt surely overtake them. No, whoa, 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 whoa. He was talking to one man. Yes, sir. I thought God and I are a majority. Mm -hmm. I thought God and you were a majority. Uh 
God says keep on being what you need to be for him. You keep on being what you need to be. Be careful to get caught up in your emotions and friendships with others. You better be sure you're on the right side. And David was on the right side. He was not intimidated by those men. I don't know what I would do if there was 800 men or so, however many men, and they all had stones. I don't think I could run fast enough. But David came out, got on his mule. That's what he rode. And he went after him. And guess what happened? And without fail, recover all. And without fail, recover all. And you know when he started out, there was a bunch of them follow him. And they got to a river, and some of them were so faint. He said, half of you stay here because I, it sounds like Gideon to me. I don't need all of you. Half of you stay here by the stuff. While the other half and I go and get it. Not try to get it, get it. This day. They went out and recovered everything alive, brought it back, had a great victory. What am I trying to tell you? I'm telling you that these men in the Bible even says for David, he was greatly distressed. In other words, he was discouraged. You think men of God don't get discouraged. You think prophets don't get discouraged. You think a Jeremiah didn't get discouraged. You better read your book again. But they understood something. Sooner or later, they got to stand up and encourage themselves. Help is not coming from a human being. It is coming from the Lord Almighty. Oh, glory to God. Now, God moved on that other 800 men to go with him. But it was David that went. I hope no one misunderstands me here. I want to leave these two. Hopefully some of you can identify with your life. The Bible says in Job 2 and 10, remember Job lost everything, all his possessions, every child that he had. Could I say it in the 20... First century that he had COVID. I know he didn't have COVID, but I'm trying to use something that he had COVID and he sat down in the marketplace and he scraped the boils uh, and the dogs licked the sores. Uh, his wife was so discouraged. Now, don't blame her. She was very discouraged. She lost her children. She lost everything she had. She wasn't trying to be faithless. She was just at a weak point. We, I think we've been too hard on Job's wife. We don't know really what she was going. How would you like to lose every child you got? Wanted him to curse God and die. And, of course, he said, you talk not like a foolish woman, but like one of the foolish women. Big difference. But then in Job 2 and 10, he said. But he said unto her, thou speaketh as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil? And all this did not Job sin with his lips. Wow, what a man. Even his friends turned against him. Philippians 4 and 4 reminds me of something that too many times I let slip, and so do you. It says what? 
Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord always when I'm defeated and I'm embarrassed in front of those that persecute me and hate me. The Bible tells me to rejoice when I've lost everything I've got, when I've lost support, when I've lost people from church. The Bible tells me to rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. In other words he was saying don't you forget what I'm telling you. When you're at your worst when you're down and out when you can't pick up your bottom lip because it's walking on the yeah the ground. Floor's too clean. When it's walking on the ground he says in another way Pick up your hands that hang down. Strengthen those feeble knees. Get your lips open and begin to rejoice in the Lord. This day, rejoice. Before I give you the closing secret, Scripture that if you master, your whole life will take a better turn. Hear me. Don't turn a deaf ear now. Why? Why? Have you ever asked yourself, how can Bishop White remain so consistent and so faithful in 22 years when he has been attacked so viciously for those 22 years, I've had a woman in my office put her finger in my face and say, God's going to get you because I spent hours trying in private to help her work things out. But then she began to do things that disrupted the church. And I, as Israel, I went to battle, and I had to do what I had to do, and she came in there and pointed her finger at me and said, God's going to get you. Well, I'm still standing. God hadn't got me yet, uh, but she's no longer in church. How many people got to die for you to begin to rejoice uh, in the Lord always? Come on, somebody hear me. My feelings have been hurt. I've been depressed. Uh, I've some of you don't even know. I was depressed for months. You weren't even here until God, without even asking me, delivered me from that. I felt the spirit of depression come off of me. I'm telling you, I've been lied on for a woman that I think only came to church one time. Somebody wrote a letter to another person in Louisiana. Said I was having an affair with that woman. I didn't even know the woman's name. The person that wrote the letter... Ended up leaving, coming back. We loved her, died, and I officiated her funeral. Why, by the grace of God, have I been able to stand 22 years and see the Lord do what he has done from a hallway to ranch here? You people have supported me. You people have helped me. But I want you to hear me. I had to encourage myself in the Lord. I had to do what was right no matter what. It affected other people. I've had them leave. I've had them tell me things. I've had them come against me. I've had them talk about me. I've had them ridicule me. I've even been blamed. 
for not keeping a marriage together because the man who is backslid now, unfortunately, tragically, was having all kind of affairs. I was blamed for the split up. What do I have to do with you living for God? It's a one-on-one relationship, honey. You've got to make up your mind, I'm either going to live for him or I'm not. People try to blame me for not being faithful to the house of God, for not even coming back to the house of God. They don't like what I'm doing. What they don't like is that I'm consistent and I'm not going to bend to their whims and I'm not going to cave into their wishes that I'm going to do what God tells me to do and preach what God tells me to preach. I'm going to be who I am. You don't know how hard. I have worked on my character and my integrity and my finances to get them right in this community so that we can have this building. You don't know the struggle and the things we sacrificed and the things we didn't take and the things we sold. A banker recently told me, he told someone, You want to know how to do it? You want to know how to get a church loan? You better go see Pastor White. He's got it down. Let me tell you something else. Because God allowed me and my wife to build back up things that we needed to be built back up. I'm going to tell you right now, church, if your finances is not right, you better get it right. Because it's a terrible testimony with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I went to this banker. Nobody would loan us money for the house we've got now because it was a commercial property. It had two houses on it. I couldn't find financing. And I went to the banker where we've done two two different loans with, uh, and I went there, and he said, you know what, Pastor White, uh, because of you and my relationship with you, we normally don't take on houses, uh, but I think I can swing this for you because I really, you know why? Because... uh, I've been consistent. What are some of you that say about me what I preached on day one that you were here? I'm still preaching it. Don't look for me to pamper any women in here. I'm not going to do it. I said I'm not going to do it. It is not right. Oh, hallelujah. You've got my wife to do it. I may say hi. I may check on you from time to time. Let me go a little further. Why these 800 men that lost everything did not question David when he got on his mule and rode out? Why is it you got to question me and wonder why I'm doing things? Because it's not what you want. Not going where you want and doing what you want. Maybe there's some good reasons for it. Maybe I don't want you dying. You say, well, I'm not going to die. Honey, you are deceiving yourself. There's people that come every now and then and sit on these pews that are backslid because they can miss church without even bothering them. Something is wrong with that heart. There are people that I can preach my heart out, hadn't been to the altar in years, and they will not come to this altar and bend down and kneel and pray. Something's wrong with that heart. I said, something's wrong with that heart. I love the altar. I love to encourage myself. Even though I... I, as a human being, want others to encourage me. I do. I do. But you know what? No matter what they say, I still go back the same way. 
until the Lord begins to deal with me like he did with this verse I'm fixing to give you. I told God today, this is going to be a hard message. And this is a good message. You think, well, there hadn't been nothing encouraging yet. Just hold on. I'm not through yet. I said, God, this is going to be a hard message. Because people don't know what I'm under. They don't have a clue what I'm up with. They don't, they, they don't have a clue how I've been attacked even in the ACFJC for years. But I still go and praise God with them, and I still love them. And guess what? The odds were not in my favor to keep the assistant chairman job. But guess what God did? I even had the organizational credit card in my pocket. I was, I was set. It, okay, God, whatever. On the first vote, I got enough votes. Can I tell you the time? Brother Luna remembers this. When we were doing the downtown church edition, let me back up just a little bit. They had a parking lot there. It belonged to the beauty college, and now the beauty college was a daycare. I tried to buy it. They said, no, I, the other people are going to buy it. We, we've got it for them. So I said, okay, God, there you go. Months later, they called me back and said, hey, you're still interested? I said, you know what? We bought that building. Now we're ready. I kicked a hole in the wall. I said, now we're ready. You didn't hear me. I said, we're ready. God has called us to do the work. He has not called somebody else to work in Colleen. He's called you, and he's called me. Yeah, I kicked a hole in the wall. And then the Lord said, that wall's coming down. Well, it came down, and then we had a problem. We borrowed money from the bank. Had a problem. We were getting to the deadline where something had to happen and we were going to have to pay. And all of a sudden, he remembers we needed an engineer. We needed another beam we wasn't counting on. The architect didn't put it in there. And the city said, No, we're not doing it until you get another beam. And so I got to pray. My architect said, We're not, hey, I don't have an engineer on staff. I said, I'm going to pray and try to find one. No, don't do that. He got mad at me. Before the end of the day, Brother Luna and I, we had three. Three. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't know if it was that day or the next day, Mr. Dunlap, who I had acquaintance with in the city of Colleen, who at one time I think was the city manager and at one time was the engineer for the city of Colleen. He was now retired, but he was still an engineer. He said, come to my house. We went to his upstairs office. He drew it out stamped it, and the building's still standing. You say, what are you doing? Are you trying? I'm telling you, there are times when you're in adversity that you've got to encourage yourself and find the mind of God and begin to do what God tells you to do. If God told you to do it, it will happen. If God didn't tell you to do it, you're fighting against God. It'll never happen. Remember when we filled the dishes? We had one thought, God had another. Remember when we couldn't sell the building when we tried? And then when we weren't trying, that same banker called me and said, is the building for sale? I said, always. 
You say, well, I think I know somebody. Well, he didn't have anybody, but another realtor who's still helping us today who came in that sanctuary down there, and he was going to look at the building to help us sell it, and he walked in the sanctuary, and I was walking on through there because I was so accustomed. He stopped. Tears ran down his face. He began to say, what is that that I feel like I'm feeling now? I said, I was a stop. What do you mean? He said, What is that I'm feeling in here? I said, That's the presence of God. He said, Can I just stay in here for a while? I said, You can stay in here as long as you want. Well, they got a church interested. And I'm thinking, Okay, we're on our way. No, you think it's that easy, do you? It's not never that easy, not even in this building. Brother Luna and I could tell you some things we faced, people we had to fire, how much he had to do, how much I was up here doing. I'm going to tell you something. I think I told my wife it was the most foolish thing I've ever done in my life. It was only by the mercy of God that, and God showed me later how foolish it was. I had a ladder in here. See these lights in the back back there? I had a ladder in here, and I got up on by myself. I was in here all by myself trying to get this thing done. I got up on that ladder. Did I tell you? Did I ever tell you? Yeah. And I got up on the top of it working on it. Can you imagine what would have happened to me if I would have fell? And it was just a few days later I was back in here checking a leak on a six-foot ladder. I wasn't even on the top run, and I fell. Oh, man, was I in pain. Wait, wait, wait. This day, they come in there. You want me to call an ambulance? I said, no, don't call 911. Somebody pray. And there was a man that kneeled down by me, and we got to praying in tongues, and people said it felt like a movie. And I'm telling you the God-honest truth. God took the pain, and he pulled it off like a jacket. I got up, and the only bruise I had on my body was on my heel. Woo! I'm telling you, my God is able. If we remember and master what I'm fixing to show you. You ready for it? Simple verse of Scripture. No matter what you are going through, you heard me. Some of you have lost loved ones. Don't forget, we lost a child too, my daughter did. We understand the pain of loss. And God said to me, and I'm, I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm struggling in doing this, but I know I've got to. Because it is my survival. It is for you to remain alive. It's found in the book of Psalms. We're going to bring it up. Psalms 118, verse 24. Everybody, everybody heard this? Mm-hmm. This is the day. This 
is the day. What a day. I'm telling you, it, in my mind, I'm saying this is the worst day. But then. And then the next day becomes the worst day. And I'm thinking it can't get any worse. And the next day, oh, my. Me and my big mouth. This day is the worst day. You know what he says? This is the day which the Lord hath made. In my worst nightmare, it's still the day the Lord has made. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If I can master that, Thank you, if I can memorize that, if I yes. can speak that yes. with yes. conviction, yes. what can be set me? This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice. This make it personal because it was written to me as well as you. I will. This is the day. No matter the day, no matter the emotions, no matter the pain, yes. no matter the hurt, no matter what I'm up against, yes. I will rejoice. rejoice. Amen. Wait. And be glad in it. Hallelujah. Not enough to be glad in it. I mean, not enough to rejoice. Be glad in it. In it. In it. Not for what you're going through, but the Lord gave you another day. The only way you're going to survive, you better hear me, sweet pea, for the days are coming. Famine. They're here. Pestilence. They're here. Plagues. They're here. Wars and rumors of wars. They're here. Men, lovers of them own self. Lovers of pleasure. More than lovers of God. Doing things with themselves that is unspeakable. That is an abomination. It's not coming. They're here. Yet, this is the day which the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. Wow. Okay. Wow. He didn't say he made my trials. But he made the day. But he made the day. Wow. Wow. There's a big difference. Yes. Oh, God, help me, help me master this. This is the secret, which is not a secret, that I didn't realize that has kept me consistent and getting back up in that pulpit when I have every reason as a human being to walk away. But I can't because I have come to praise the Lord and be glad in it. And because of it, he keeps on keeping on. He keeps on backing me. He keeps on supporting me. He keeps falling and blessing. We have a choice. We can wallow in our sorrows, or we can rejoice and be glad. I hope at the end this did something more than the beginning, but that you can identify with some of these examples. So when will we? Begin as individuals because a body will not start until an individual does. 
Did you notice the prayer time this morning? We started, few of us were praying. We got to a little bit more. And then a little bit more. Why did it take so long? Then all of a sudden, you felt what everybody else felt. <sighs> then you didn't want to stop. There's something about praising God that will deliver you from your mully grubs. I didn't say deliver you from your troubles. You pray for me that I can do better with this verse. And I'll pray for you and preach to you that you can do better with it. Stand to your feet. Put your hands together. Remember, double time to the academy building. Let's get it set up. The Lord bless you. Service tonight. Back to school basket with Sister Sandra Simmons. Dollar a ticket. You can't go wrong. We're trying to raise money. We got three bicycles to give away. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord remind you when your bottom lip is dragging. Pick it up and rejoice and be glad in the day. The Lord bless you.